This is Brother Julius Adiwomi again. I'm going through this book of mine that, I call, that is called Rapturing Faith by Brother Julius Adiwomi. You can get this book on Amazon.com. If you Google Rapturing Faith, you might see the book and then you can place order for it. And also, you can also Google Gospel Distribution. Evangelical Association or Gospel Distribution, you might be able to get it. And this is where this book, I'm more and more going through some of the topics in this book. You can see it's a big volume. It talks about how to prepare for the rapture and the principles of faith that we must have to be able to go with the ancient of days. And today I'm going to talk briefly on the topics that we see in chapter, it's about 12 chapters, and like the if you have been following this series, you will have captured some of those things. We talk about humility as part of what we need for the rapture. We talk about uh, guiding our mind and being led by the Spirit. And, and so on. So for then, this time, I'm going to talk about chapter 11 topic and give some testimonies and experiences that can give us some insight. And what we are trying to talk about here, page 197 is what that is, talking about the experiences there's what we call this in this particular story, uh, chapter 11 i was describing the aspect of appearing and disappearing that is a spiritual power spiritual gift which almighty god actually is going to use because the logical started using it when in fact when he was preaching the logical was using it there was a time they tried to they grab hold of him and try to throw him off of the cliff in nazareth the Bible said he got himself out of their grip and then he walked through their midst. Well, that to them he disappeared. But you see, the disciples that are following him saw him walk through their midst. He just blinded him. That is not the disappearing and appearing I'm talking about. The appearing and disappearing in the final analysis is what the logical was using after he resurrected, whereby he appeared in the room in the midst of the apostles. When they were still mourning, he just appeared in their midst and without opening the door. That appearing and disappearing is what we were talking about that has to be related to rapture. You see, the Lord has given us examples of that. In fact, He gave us examples in the New Testament, we are going to read. And I'm saying these are things the Holy Ghost is building up in us. The Holy Ghost is building it up in us. It's not like you have to go through some rituals to get this thing, which the occultics are trying to do. But with your Lord, the Lord is building in the saints, the believers, this same power. In our spirit so that at the right time we will be able to use it because it's part of what we're going to be using in the heavens in the eternity basically he has to build us up for eternity that is what the process god is working in us as believers and i'm trying to talk about the example that you see in the acts of the apostles that the lord the holy ghost used this without without anybody saying whether Philip the evangelist has already got in that anointing or so, but the Holy Ghost can do it anytime. You see, 
but it's going to be a permanent thing for build, for saints of God. God is building up. That's why He gave everybody the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to be the one that is propelling us in that type of environment. But I'm going to just point some Bible verses. Here is in the story of Acts of Apostles. Let's see this appearing and disappearing that was reported about Philip the Evangelist. Remember, in the Old Testament, it was reported, they were thinking, we do not know whether it really happened, when Elijah the prophet, remember Elijah was an example of a rapture, of people that disappear without seeing it. When he told, when he's commanded that there shall be no more rain, then they were looking for him. When there was no rain, the king with his army and with his army and with his policemen were looking for Elijah the prophet and he was hiding somewhere. Remember the whole story. But you see, what I wanted to point out was when he finally came and showed himself to them, he said, the, 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 the servant of the king, King Heab, that first saw him, and he said, go and tell your master that Elijah is here. And he said, well, you want, to, you, want, uh, you want the king to kill me? Who knows where the spirit of God will just take you and take you away. When I go away from you, you just disappear. That's what they are meaning, that they are, they are Zoom. They were assuming that Elijah was appearing and disappearing when they were looking for him everywhere. And that is just a, you can say maybe they just thought about it or just hear, say, we don't know whether it was happening. Maybe we know that Elijah was simply hiding in a, by a brook and then from there he went to stay with a widow. And they never looked in that direction, of course, because the, the Lord was hiding Elijah. But when he came back, what I was saying is that the king's servant, when he told Elijah that we don't know, maybe the Spirit of God will just take you away and disappear. We don't know where you're going to be next. So I can't go and tell Ahab that I saw you. He's going to kill me. I think I'm, I was deceiving him. So that was an example. You see that in the, in the book of First Kings. And I believe it's in the First Kings chapter, chapter 19 or chapter 20. That was before, before Elijah went and called fire down upon the Samaritans. First King chapter 20. Or chapter 19. Anyway, that's not what my topic. So I'm just talking about the fact that they were thinking Elijah was appearing and disappearing. Now let's see example of where the Holy Ghost actually took Philip the Evangelist away out of one place and put him in another place. And you will see that in... Uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8. This is the story of Philip, Evangelist Philip. It's not the Apostle Philip, it's just one of the disciples that was one of the seven. The Bible says, calling one of the seven that were serving table. And then he became an evangelist when he went to Samaria and preached. And then the angel of the Lord told him in verse 26 of Acts of chapter 8 to go and cross, over, cross the man of Ethiopia, which was the Enoch of Ethiopia. If you don't know the story, read it from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, from verse 27. And Philip arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an Enoch of great authority under Candace, king, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all our treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. So you, the story was, the Lord wanted to. Revealed to this Enoch of Ethiopia that the Messiah has come. 
because he was not aware of it. He came from Ethiopia during the time the Messiah was already resurrected and the apostles started preaching about. And he was coming from Jerusalem, going back to Ethiopia when Philip the Evangelist was sent to go and cross him on the desert road. And then Philip saw him reading the book of Isaiah and he said, Do you understand what you are reading? He said, How can I? Somebody, somebody guide me. That was about 31. So then he was reading the section where Philip was able to start from there. He said, The, the place of the scripture, verse 32, which he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so openly not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life was is taken from the earth. And the Enoch answered, Philip, and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? So the Sabbath said, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And that man believed and was baptized. And you see that in verse 38, where the man said, hey, Here is water. Can't I be baptized? Say, you believe what I've told you about Jesus is the Son of God. Say, Yeah, I do believe. So they went. Verse 13, I said, Verse 13, said, And he commanded the shadow to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So after he baptized the eunuch, what happened? Verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the Enoch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Asotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities, till he came to Caesarea. I believe he finally lived in Caesarea, because when Apostle Paul was coming back in almost several years later, maybe 20 years later or something like that, Philip was still living in Caesarea. So what are we talking about? We're saying... That is an example of appearing and disappearing that the Holy Ghost gave to Philip on that day. And the Lord has been doing that off and on for individual people. Experiences of time, people, you, we can, you can, some people have given their testimonies. But now, this is part of the rapturing faith. It's an anointing that the Lord is building up in believers through the Holy Ghost that is in us. And it's going to, it's decking us up so that we can come to that at the time, at the right time, at the end of all things, we shall be using this anointing of appearing and appearing you you be going like a like a spirit you come to a wall so a wall a spirit is it's not a barrier to a spirit also a wall standing wall on the road it's not a barrier to a spirit but if you are not if you are not a spirit and you are in the physical that wall is a barrier to you but suppose you can transform to spirit you pass through that wall and that was what the logic was using when he was coming he was the spirit and he entered into the house where the apostles were and they saw him standing in their midst. Let's see that example also where the Lord appeared in their midst after his resurrection. Let's see that in the Gospel of John. And they were scared. They thought they have seen a ghost and he said, touch me and see, which means when he appeared in the room, he was tangible and he has his physical body. That is, he, he materialized, as we call it, as we call it in Nigeria, you materialize and then you can dematerialize. That means it's only change from particle to wave and disappear. And when it comes back, he appears in the midst as a material, as a, as a body. And that is the type of appearing and disappearing that the Lord is building up in us because we believers, saints of God, will be using it in the end. And the example of that is what you see the logical started using after he resurrected. But why we are not resurrected, he didn't use that much. But he, after resurrection, started using it. And let's see the where I was that was reported in. Let me look at it in the story of 
and then look mark in Luke chapter 24 Luke chapter 24 verse 36 this is the story when they were the apostles were gathered together and they were afraid because of the because of the the Jews verse 36 and as they thought speak I mean they were talking with one another some people say I've seen Jesus I've seen him so while they were talking with himself stood in Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them peace be unto you I mean, while they were still, the door was locked, suddenly he appeared in their midst. And they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen the spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do you why do thoughts arise in your house? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, undo me, and see. For his spirit has not flesh and bones as he see me have. So which means he materialized into in their midst. And they could touch him. And even when they are afraid, what do you say? While they yet believed not for joy, verse 40, while he won and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? To show them that he, he can eat the flesh and the bread and anything they are eating, physical. And they gave him, and the Bible said, And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. Which means it looked like invisible, but when he appeared visible into their midst, he was able to eat. Because he has, he has a body. The spirit can't have, does not have a body, but when the spirit turned to physical, he was able to eat. And he said, touch me to see that I am a physical person. It's the same body that was crucified that he took out of the grave. That's what he was trying to, he was, he was, he told, he pointed out to us. And now what, the other place in the book of Mark, he just, they were afraid and run and they were hiding and then he appeared in their midst. That is the appearing and disappearing that I'm trying to describe it. That is an experience the Holy Ghost is building up in us, and in the end, we are going to be using it freely. Right now, it still looks like a, like a, is it a supernatural fairy tale, but it is something that the angels are already using. Right around about you, angels are here. Angels of God, they are invisible to us. That means they are in the spirit world. They are like waves, if I can use the word, electromagnetic waves. But if they materialize into our visitors, where you can see them standing like a human being. Or God open your eyes. If God just open your eyes to see into the other world, you'll be seeing those angels. But they can materialize into our physical world, and not only you will see them, anybody around will also see them. That is what we are talking about when they appear and disappear like that. It's what I'm trying to talk about. But they are part, these are part of the features, like we call it features of rapture, rapturing faith. Features of rapture that God is building up in the saints so that we will be able to use it in the final end. And this thing is already being built up in us. Let's give an example here of what we classify as panic response. There's what we call panic response. That when the Holy Ghost is building that anointing in you also, you may be like a, an eagle that has the wings but you cannot fly. A baby eagle that has wings but you cannot fly. But you see, that, that's a story that I, that I, I read or heard about the eagles when they are when they have their eggs and the eggs are hatched and they have the baby eagles and the baby eagles are growing then they grow their wings but they have not they just flap they couldn't they don't know whether they can lift up the ground and they are still in the net their mom is mama eagle is still coming bringing food the mama eagle has said that they have the wings they are not they have not been using it so mama eagle will try to train them and according to the story we heard from those that are board washers they said the baby mama eagle Take one or one or two of these baby eagles upon our wings and say climb over there, they climb and you fly into the high sky. 
uh, and carried them up in the wings. And while they were all just riding on the wings of their mom, the mama eagle will drop the wings. And this eagles will tumble. And when they tumble, there's a panic. Just like any human being. There's what you call panic response. That your spirit will just activate. Those eagles, when they panic like that, somehow they have to flag their wings. When they flag their wings, they realize that they could fly. Because that wing begins to carry them away from falling down headlong. That is what we call panic response. And that is the same thing that the eagles use to train their eagles to fly. Now, when God put anointing on Samson, let's look at the story of Samson. Samson was called a Nazareth unto God. And God said he was going to begin to deliver Israel from the Philistines. And look at what happened. When Samson was, the first time Samson was going to to use the anointing that was upon that was recorded. Let's see the story of a, of something in a, what is it, Judges. I'm looking for the Bible verse right now that I have already put in this book. It is in the the story of something in the book of Judges. What where is it right now? Something and uh, Okay, let's go look at the book of Judges and look at the story of Samson. In this story, what you notice is that before, before Samson started using his, his uh, supernatural power to fight against the Philistines, what, you, what happened was he, he was going and a lion roared at him. When the lion roared at him, that will bring a panic. And because of the anointing that is upon him, the, his spirit the anointing is upon this upon the spirit and the spirit will respond to that panic almost like a disaster is going to happen that spirit responds to the panic with anointing power that are, that's already on something and the bible says he just take he took hold of that uh, of that lion and tore the lion to pieces that was the beginning of the fact that something began to fight the philistines for history and uh, you see that in uh, okay, why is something hiding from me? Okay, Judges chapter 14. Judges chapter 14. That is where the story of something started. And that is the point the Bible verse I'm pointing out here is when in verse chapter 14, verse 6. I believe it's where he lion roared at him. Yes. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vine, came to the vineyards of Timnath and behold, a young lion roared at him, roared against him, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. That's what I'm trying to point out. That's Holy Ghost. He already have the anointing. But see, when it come upon him like that, is the panic response that will make the spirit come upon him. And that, if you see that, that is the first example in, in chapter 14, Judges chapter 14, verse 6. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he rent the lion as he would have rent a kid and he had nothing in his hand. But he told not his father. So that was the first manifestation of the supernatural strength that God has put upon Samson. That was the first reporting of it. That what, how did it happen? 
panic response is what I call it. That means the Lord is building up anointing in us. When the anointing is there, when you have the anointing, you are not going to die in a bomb blast. No. When the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon you, you are not going to die in an earthquake. No. In the epicenter of the earthquake, you are not going to die there. Why? Because a panic will make your spirit you know, react. Your spirit will react and make you disappear from the epicenter of disaster. That is one of the examples. And you see another example. See, is that just one example? So can look at another example where something, I'm just pointing out to point out what we mean by panic response. That the, only, the anointing of the Spirit in, on, upon us, we, up, we trigger it when it is right time, when things are about to happen. Because it's already in our spirit, when the Holy Ghost is in you, it can trigger any time it wants to. You see, and, uh, Philip the Evangelist didn't you any, have any need for panic response. There was no panic. The Holy Ghost just took it. There's a, one, there's a panic response, and then there's one that you can go by yourself when you have the anointing. So there's two different uh, reactions. But I'm talking about this one called panic response, which is in the, by the anointing that's already in you, even if you are not, you don't know how to activate it, it has not activated yet, it can activate itself when there was a disaster. And that is what you see in the story of Samson. And the other place where Samson was uh, as messed up with the Philip Willisteins and they came and camped against Judah to arrest Samson. And the men of Israel said, we are going to go get something and just deliver something to their hands. So they took something and something said, are you going to fight me yourself? He said, don't, if you swear that you are not going to kill me yourself, then I will follow you. And he said, no, we are not going to kill you. We are just going to hand you over to the Philistines. So they, so he gave them their, his hands. They tied him. They tied something in chains or in, in, in rope and brought him to the Philistines. And you see that in... In George chapter, let's see where that story was reported. That should be added in chapter 15 because the story of Samson was all the way to chapter 16. In that story, they took him, when he brought, when he brought him to the, to, the, to the Philistines with arms tied, the Bible said the Philistines shouted at him that oh we got our enemy when they roared at him like that the anointing came upon him that's panic response i just tore the the ropes into pieces and took a jawbone of an ass and killed 1000 soldiers and the rest fled well what i was thought what I, what I was pointing out was the panic response that make our spirit react and when you have the anointing that the holy ghost is putting upon us we will not die in a, in a nuclear blast, no. When we have the anointing, the Holy Ghost is put upon the saints of God, we will not die in a bomb blast. He said, we shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the that fly by, nor for the pestilence that walk in the dark, nor for the destruction that we still are Why? When we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Those are the promises of God. It's already in the Bible. But for us to enjoy it, we must walk with Him in the secret place of the Most High. Because in that secret place of the Most High, God is decking us. All I'm pointing out is that God is decking us. You're not just going to praising Him in the night and praising Him in the morning and nothing is happening to you. As you are praising Him, as you are fasting and praying, He is putting power inside your spirit. God Almighty, through the Holy Ghost, is putting power inside your spirit. He's decking us up. That's why He said we should pray more in tongues. Because then the Holy Ghost is praying through us. To decorate He that speaking in an unknown tongue, edify it himself. What does edify mean? Charge up yourself. Build up yourself. He's putting anointing in you. It's almost like when you bring a tool 
and you use this tool and then you leave it with the owner with the person that you use it so many things Holy Ghost will be using through us you will keep it with us so that the anointing will remain in you and when the need comes our spirit takes it and use it and that is what the panic response is about and i'm pointing this one out in this chapter in this book that those are the experiences that many people already begin to have in the body of christ and if you are not under in under the uh, in the line of anointing you better pray so that you can be part of this line of anointing that god is building up in believers and i pray that the lord will give you insight concerning this and again in this chapter also we i talk about some other things which perhaps we have no time to go into into that right now some experiences of of uh, of faith and so on and so forth i believe that uh, if you if you will get this book rapture in faith because what i just the panic response is there in chapter 11 like i said but it's just one of the four sermons that are in this uh, book it's a, an example of of on of on ufo that i mentioned in this book that perhaps i won't be able to go into and that ufo is what they call it in our generation but in the days of elijah the prophet it won't be called ufo the chariot appeared and took them and took elijah away and disappeared but when they saw it they saw it suddenly appear on the physical it could have been coming from the sky you see but see in our generation if something like that appear they will think it's ufo but i believe that the lord will teach you more Thank you. God bless you. We are continuing this in the next broadcast. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.